chapters one through five of the second book of the kings from the holy bible in modern english translated by ferrar fenton this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by mark penfold chapter one after the death of achab moab revolted from israel and achaziah lay sick at that time in his chamber at shomeron and was anxious so he sent messengers to go and inquire from baalzebub the god of akron if i can revive from this illness but a messenger of the ever-living commanded eliah the tishbite arise go up to meet the ambassadors of the king of shomeron and say to them is it because there is not a god in israel that you go to inquire of baalzebub the god of akron consequently thus says the ever-living from the bed that you are upon you shall not arise for you shall die then eliah departed when the messengers returned to him he asked them why have you returned they answered him a man came up to meet us and said go return to the king who sent you and say to him thus asks the ever-living was it because there is no god in israel that you sent to inquire of baalzebub the god of akron therefore from the bed you lie upon you shall not arise for you shall die then he asked them what kind of a man was he who came up to meet you and said these things to you and they replied to him a man covered with hair and belted with a leather belt round his waist when he exclaimed it is eliah the tishbite he therefore sent to him a captain of his guards who went up to him where he lived on the top of a hill and said man of god the king commands you to come down but eliah answered and said to the captain of the guards if i am a man of god let fire come down from the skies and devour you and your company and fire came down from the skies and consumed him and his company then again he sent to him another captain of the guards with his company who spoke and said to him man of god the king asks you to descend from that hill but eliah replied and said to them if i am a man of god let fire descend from the skies and consume you and your company when fire came down upon them from the skies and consumed him and his company but again he sent a third captain of the guards with his company and the third went up and arrived but he knelt on his knees before eliah and showed him respect and said man of god let my life and the lives of these servants of yours be precious in your sight for fire came down from the skies and consumed the two captains and their companies but now let my life be precious in your eyes then the messenger of the ever-living commanded eliah go down with him fear not for his presence so he arose and descended with him to the king and said to him thus asks the ever-living why have you sent messengers to inquire of baalzebub the god of akron is it because there is no god in israel to ask for his decision therefore from the bed upon which you are laid you shall not descend for you shall die and he did die according to the word of eliah and jehoram his brother began to reign in his place in the second year of jehoram ben jehoshaphat king of judah for he had not a son as for the other things that achaziah did they are written in the history of events of the period of the kings of israel chapter two when the ever-living was about to take up eliah in a tempest to the heavens 
Eliah and Elisha were traveling in Gilgal, and Eliah said to Elisha, Go back now from here, for the ever-living will send me to Bethel. But Elisha replied, By the life of the ever-living, and by your life, I will not leave you. So they descended to Bethel. When at Bethel, some preachers came to Elisha, and asked him, Do you know that the ever-living will take your master from your head? And he replied, I know it. Be silent. Eliah again said to Elisha, Turn back, I pray, here, for the ever-living has sent me to Jericho. But he replied, By the life of the ever-living, and by the life of your soul, I will not leave you. So they went on to Jericho, where the preachers who were in Jericho approached to Elisha, and asked him, Do you know that today the ever-living will take your master from your head? And he answered, I also know it. Be silent. Then Elias said to him, Return, I beg, here, for the ever-living has sent me to the Jordan. But he replied, By the life of the ever-living and the life of your soul, I will not leave you. So both of them went on, and fifty men from the preachers went and stationed themselves at a distance to the south. But they too stood by the Jordan, and Eliah took his mantle and folded it, and struck the waters, when they divided on this side and that, and both passed over on dry land. When they had passed over, Eliah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before God takes me from you. And Elisha answered, Let twice your spirit come upon me when he replied, You have asked a hard thing. If you see me taken from you, then it will come to you, but if not, it will not come. While they were walking and conversing, a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and stopped between them, and Eliah ascended in a tempest to the heavens, but Elisha looked on and shouted, oh, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horses! But he never saw him again. He seized his robe, however, and it tore into two, and the mantle that Eliah wore fell upon him. Then he returned and stood on the bank of the Jordan, and took the mantle of Eliah, which had fallen from off him, and struck the waters, and said, Come, ever-living, the god of Eliah, as if to himself. Then he struck the waters, and they divided on this side and that, and Elisha crossed over. And the pupils of the preachers who were in Jericho to the south saw it, and remarked, The spirit of Eliah has fallen upon Elisha. So they went to meet him, and bowed to him to the earth, and said, You see now your servants are fifty strong men. Let us go and seek Eliah, for fear the spirit of the ever-living should carry him away, and drive him to some of the hills, or to some of the vales. But he replied, Do not go. They, however, pressed him until he was ashamed, when he answered, Go. So the fifty men went and searched for three days, but could not find him. They consequently returned to him, for he was staying in Jericho, and he said to them, Ah, did I not tell you not to go? The men of the town once said to Elisha, The position of the town is good as your lordship perceives, but the water is bad and the ground barren. He consequently replied, Fetch me a new bowl, and put salt in it, and bring it me. Then he went to the water springs, and threw the salt into them, and said, Thus says the ever-living, I have cured these waters, death and barrenness shall no more come from them. And the waters have been healthy to this day, according to the message Elisha delivered. 
once he went up from there to bethel and as he was on the road some young lads met him near the town and ridiculed him exclaiming <laughs> go up bald head go up bald head when he turned and cursed them in the name of the ever-living and two bears from the forest met them and tore forty-two of the lads from there he went to mount carmel and afterwards he settled in shomeron chapter three jehoram ben achab began to reign over israel in shomeron in the eleventh year of jehoshaphat king of judah and he reigned twelve years and did wrong in the eyes of the ever-living but not like his father and mother for he overturned the columns of baal that his father had made from the sins however of jerobam ben nebat which he caused israel to sin he did not turn away mesha the king of moab was his shepherd and paid to the king of israel a hundred thousand lambs and a hundred thousand rams fleeces but when achab died the king of moab revolted from the king of israel then king jehoram at once set out from shomeron and organized the forces of israel and marched he also sent to jehoshaphat king of judah to say moab has revolted from me will you go with me to moab to fight and he answered i will go for mine are yours and your people are like mine and my cavalry like your cavalry he also asked by what road shall we advance when he replied by way of the pastures of edom the king of israel and the king of judah and the king of edom consequently marched by that route for seven days until there was no water for the soldiers or the cattle belonging to them so that the king of israel exclaimed alas why has the ever-living collected these three kings to give them to the hand of moab but jehoshaphat inquired is there not a preacher of the ever-living here that we may inquire of the ever-living through him then one of the officers addressed the king of israel and said elisha ben shaphat is here who poured water on the hands of eliah and jehoshaphat added the word of the ever-living is with him therefore the king of israel and jehoshaphat and the king of edom went to him when elisha asked the king of israel why do you come to me go to the preachers of your father and the preachers of your mother but the king of israel replied no for the ever-living has collected these three kings to give them to the hand of moab when elisha answered by the life of the ever-living power before whose face i stand but for the presence of jehoshaphat king of judah i would perish rather than attend to you or see you but however bring me a harp and a harp was brought with a harper then the hand of the ever-living came upon him and he said thus says the ever-living make trenches in this valley for thus says the ever-living no wind shall be perceived and no rain shall be seen yet the valley shall be full of water and you shall be quenched with your animals and cattle but that is a trifle in the sight of the ever-living therefore he will give moab into your power and you shall storm all the fortified cities and all the best towns and you shall fell all the beautiful woods and stop up all the springs of water and cover all their beautiful gardens with stones when morning came at the time of offering the gift a flood had come from the direction of edom and covered the country with water as related all moab had heard that the kings had come up to fight with them and had convoked an armed force and had advanced and were stationed near they also awoke in the morning when the sun shone upon the waters and the moabites at a distance saw the waters red like blood so they exclaimed 
that is blood the kings have been fighting with the sword and every man has struck his mate so now moab for the plunder and they advanced to the camp of israel but israel arose and assailed moab and they fled before them and they attacked and defeated moab and destroyed the towns and over all the beautiful gardens they spread stones and destroyed them and filled up the wells of water and felled all the pleasant trees to extirpate them they broke down the walled buildings and tore up their foundations to the bottom consequently the king of moab saw they were stronger than him in war so he took with himself seven hundred trained soldiers to break through the king of edom but was not able then he took his son the eldest who would have reigned after him and offered him as a burnt offering on the top of the wall for he was furious against israel they afterwards retired from him and returned to their country chapter four once a woman a wife of one of the preachers appealed to elisha saying your servant my husband has died and you know that your servant reverenced the ever-living but a creditor has come to take my two sons for his slaves and elisha asked her what can i do for you inform me what furniture you have in the house when she said there is nothing in the house of your handmaid except a jar of oil he then answered go and borrow vessels from all the inhabitants of the street barrels of a not small capacity then come and shut the door behind you and behind your sons and pour into all these vessels and fill them full she accordingly went from him and shut the door behind herself and her sons who went with her and they poured and when they had filled the vessels she said to one son bring me another cask but he replied to her there is not another cask then the oil ceased she therefore went to the man of god and informed him who said go sell the oil and pay your debts and support yourself with the remainder at one period elisha was traveling to shunam where there was a great lady who invited him to eat bread and whenever he was passing by there to turn in to take food the woman also said to her husband see now you know that he is a holy man of god who passes by us continually let me furnish the little upper chamber and put a bed there for him with a table and a chair so that when he comes to us he may visit here and he came there that same day and turned to go up to her to rest himself he consequently said to gekezai his attendant call this shunamis and he called her and she stood before him then he said to him say to her i see how you have cared for us with all this trouble what can be done for you can i speak for you to the king or to the commander of the army but she answered i reside amongst my own people then he asked but what can be done for her and gekezai replied she grieves because she has no son and her husband is old then he said call her and he called her and she stood in the doorway when he said at the return of this season you shall fold a son in your arms but she exclaimed no sir man of god do not lie to your handmaid the woman however conceived and bore a son when that season came round as elisha had said to her and the lad grew up and one day went out to his father in the harvest field and said to his father my head my head so he ordered his attendant to carry him to his mother 
he consequently carried him and brought him to his mother, who placed him on her knees until noon, when he died. Then she arose and laid him on the bed of the man of God, and closed the door, and went out and approached her husband, and said, I wish you to send with me one of the servants and one of the riding asses, for I wish to go quickly to the man of God and to return. But he asked, What is the matter with you that you would go to him? Today is not a festival nor a Sabbath. And she answered, Right. Then they saddled the asses, and she said to the servant, Drive, do not hold back for me to ride, for have I not told you to be quick? Thus she went and came to the man of God on Mount Carmel, and when the man of God saw her at a distance, he said to Gekezai his attendant, Look, the Shunamis is there. Run now to meet her, and ask her, Is all well with you? Is all well with your husband? Is all well with your lad? But she came to the man of God on the hill and seized his feet. Gekezai, however, came to remove her, when the man of God said, Remove her not, for her soul is in grief but the ever-living has hidden it from me, and has not informed me of it. Then she exclaimed, Did I ask a son from my lord? Why did you tell me he should be sent to me? Then he said to Gekezai, Gird up your loins, and take my staff in your hand. If you meet a man, do not address him, and if a man addresses you, do not answer him, and lay my staff upon the face of the child. But the mother of the child said, by the life of the ever-living, and by the life of your soul, I will not part from you. He therefore arose and followed her. But Gekezai pushed on before them, and laid the staff upon the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor utterance. He consequently returned back to meet and informed them, saying, The child has not awakened. Then Elisha came to the house, and saw the child lying as dead upon the bed. So he went in and shut the door behind both of them, and prayed to the ever-living. Then he went up and lay upon the child, and placed his own face to his face, and his own eyes to his eyes, and his own hands to his hands, and bowed over him, and warmed the body of the lad. Then he went away and walked in the house here and there once, and once again, and again ascended, and bent over him, when the lad sneezed seven times, and opened his eyes at which he called Gekezai, and said, Fetch his mother here. When he invited her, and she came, and he said, Take up your son. But she came and fell at his feet, and bowed to the earth, and then took her son, and departed. Elisha afterwards went to Gilgal, and a famine was in the country, so the pupils of the preachers came to him, when he said to his attendant, Set the great pot and boil pottage for the students of the preachers and one of them then went to the field to collect vegetables, and found wild vines, and gathered some of them, and wild gourds, filling his bag, and returned and flung the collection into the pot, for he knew not what they were. Then they poured out for the men to eat, but when they would have eaten the bunches, they cried out and said, Man of God, there is death in the pot, and they would not eat. He therefore commanded, and they took flour and threw into the pot. Then he said, Pour out for the people. And they ate, and nothing bad came from the pot. Once a man came from Baal-Shalsha, and brought to the man of God, and presented to him from his firstfruits, twenty cakes of barley and a sack of garden produce. But he said, Give them to the people, and let them eat. When he asked, What will this be divided to a hundred people? 
he only answered give to the people and let them eat for thus says the ever-living they will eat and there will be leavings so he put it before them and they ate and left part of it as the ever-living had said chapter five naaman was then commander of the army of the king of aram a great man in the presence of his prince and he bore renown for the ever-living had given success to aram by him and the man was a great hero but a leper when the troops of the aramites had invaded the land of israel they brought back a little girl who attended on the wife of naaman and she said i wish my master were near the preacher who was in chomeron for there he could be relieved of his leprosy she consequently went and reported to her husband saying the girl you brought from the land of israel says this and that then the king of aram said go go and i will send a letter to the king of israel so he went and took ten talents of silver with him and six thousand pieces of gold and ten robes of honor and brought the letter to the king of israel to say when this letter reaches you you will see i send my officer naaman to you that you may relieve him of his leprosy but when the king of israel read the letter he tore his robes and exclaimed am i god able to kill and revive that this man should send to me to relieve that man from his leprosy who will study it now and ascertain how he would pick a quarrel with me but when elisha the man of god heard that the king of israel had torn his robes he sent to the king to ask why have you torn your robes come however to me and i will teach you that there is a preacher in israel naaman accordingly came with his horses and chariots and stood before the house of elisha but elisha only sent a messenger to him to say go and wash seven times in jordan and your flesh shall be restored to you and be clean naaman however became furious and went away and exclaimed look i said to myself he will come out and stand up and call upon the name of his ever-living god and wave his hand over the place and remove the leprosy are not beautiful abana and parfar rivers of damascus better than all the brooks of israel could i not wash in them and cleanse myself so he turned and went away in a rage but his officers approached him and said sir if the preacher had commanded you to do a great thing would you not have done it then why not when he says to you wash and become clean he consequently went down to the jordan and bathed in it seven times as the man of god commanded and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child and he was cleansed then he returned to the man of god he and all his staff and entered and stood before him and said look now i have learnt that there is no god in all the earth except him in israel therefore i pray accept a present from your servant but he answered by the life of the ever-living before whom i stand i will not accept it then he pressed him to take it but he refused naaman then said if not then let there be given to your servant a gift of two mule loads of earth for your servant will never after now make offering and sacrifice to another god except the ever-living will the ever-living however forgive your servant for this thing when my prince goes to the temple of ramon to bow there and leans upon my arm to bow in the temple of ramon if i bow in the temple of ramon i pray the ever-living to forgive your servant for that thing and he replied to him go in peace so he departed with his loads of earth 
Gekezai, the attendant of Elisha, the man of God, said to himself, I see my master refrained from taking from the cargo of this Naaman the Aramite what he offered. By the life of the ever-living, if I don't run after him and get something for myself from him. Gekezai consequently ran after Naaman, and Naaman saw him running, and alighted from his chariot to go and meet him, and asked, Is all well? When he replied, All is well. My master has sent me to say that there have just come to me two young men from Mount Ephraim, students of the preachers. Give me, therefore, a talent of silver and two robes of honor. And Naaman replied, Will you not take two talents of silver? And he pressed him, and put two talents of silver into two bags and two robes of honor, and gave them to two of his own attendants who carried them before him. When they came to the hill, he took them from their hands, and put them in the house, and dismissed the men, and they departed. He then went and stood before his master, and Elisha asked, Where do you come from, Gekezai? When he answered, Your servant has not been anywhere. But he replied, Went not my heart with you when the man descended from his chariot and came to meet you? Is this a time for you to take money, and take robes, and olive yards, and vineyards, and sheep and oxen, and men and women servants? Therefore the leprosy of Naaman the Aramite shall stick to you and your race forever. And he went from his presence a leper white as snow. The End of Chapters 1 through 5